Would you join me in this responsive reading as we begin the service this evening? Show me your ways, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Your word, your word. is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Train my heart to fear your name, that I may follow your leading. Whether I turn to the right or the left, I will hear your voice. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Trials. 
temptations is there trouble
broken in the silence I can hear you whispering You're not alone here in these trials I will hold you faithfully psalm reading we'll be reading from psalm 124 and as we do in several sections we'll have an opportunity for us to respond with a chorus from you along which we've been singing this is psalm 124 if the lord had not been on our side let israel say if the lord had not been on our side when people attacked us they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us I will not fear, God, you are with me. I know you're near, you'll never leave me. I will trust in you alone. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I will not fear, God, you are with me. I know you're near, you'll never leave me. I will trust in you alone. And when my heart
please pray with me? Heavenly Father, you are the trust that we need. You are the strength that we need, especially in this hard time, to be the fortress, even when I'm on my knees, that keeps me out of the storm. It is your sacrifice that proves to me your love and it will always be there for me whenever I need it. It is your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, guys. You can have a seat. Amen. Thanks, Rachel and Joey, for serving this evening. This evening as we gather, we recognize that the predominant narrative in Scripture is one of a God who has worked throughout history and until now to save his people from evil. Tonight, as we continue our Lenten psalm study, we find ourselves in Psalm 124 praising God for his constant help in our lives. And as we read back through this in just a minute to let it soak in a layer deeper, note the progression of of the rapidly ascending danger, which comes on just as quick in the psalm as it seems to come on in our lives and the worry with it. This is Psalm 124. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say. Let the, if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Notice the language here. If not for God, we would have been engulfed, torn, snared, if not for God. That, my friends, is what we call a close call. I don't know about in your life the close calls that you can think of, but it's those times when we realize we almost perished. We almost got ourselves into serious trouble and that there was a last minute turn or rescue. What are the close calls that that you've experienced? I know for me a number of things come to mind. Sometimes the close call is something that we don't even realize it was a close call until afterward. Uh, There was a time when I was held at gunpoint and it was only after that instance that I was like, oh yeah, that was actually a little dangerous. Um, or there's times when it comes on you so quick um, and you, you never saw it coming. In my last congregation, for me, this was only just a couple months ago actually, I was overseeing a project, uh, we were excavating a pipe and we had to you know, cut through the, the concrete floor of the church in order to expose the steam pipe that was leaking. It's this whole long thing. I've still got trauma from it. But, um, you know, as we were doing this, I'm sort of guiding the construction workers and we're kind of work, looking at different parts of this. And we're cleaning out this pit that they've just carved in the floor. And all of a sudden, I hit this buried electrical line that had not been picked up on our radar scans. And it just... There's this loud pop and flash and sparks flying and you're just sort of compelled backward, right, out of this fight or flight. And there's this moment of like, what was that? Oh, I got shocked. Wait, no, I think I'm good. Nope, definitely good. Like, whew. 
That was a close call, right? One of those moments in your own life. At times in our life, uh, trouble shows up fast. And sometimes it's not just a close call, but we actually get zapped, right? We find ourselves in the midst of it and our worst fears sort of become our reality and we're grappling with those things. And it's in those times we're more apt to pray like some of the other Psalms, uh, like Psalm 13 maybe, uh, God, where are you? How long are you going to let me go through this, God? What are you doing? Are you fishing? What? And why are you letting my enemies triumph over me, right? Yet tonight's psalm doesn't have any of that. Tonight's psalm is a, a psalm of gratitude and of, of remembrance of what God has already done. It's from the perspective of someone who's come out of that probably and is looking back and remembering how God showed up. Uh, scripture is full of those moments where we're told to look back and to remember what the Lord has been up to and what he's already done for us. And for the Israelites in the Old Testament, often it was look back to the God who brought Israel through the Red Sea and helped you to escape from Egypt and drowned the armies of Pharaoh so you made this great getaway into the desert. And they would often throughout the Old Testament come back to that, remember that's your God. And remember, you're those people. You're the through the waters out of Egypt people. And that's what God has done for you. And if he can do that, what else can he take care of? And for us uh, to look back on what God has done for us in Jesus, bring us through the waters of baptism in order to receive and inherit the grace he has given us through the cross and the salvation that comes through his death and his resurrection and to remember that we are those people. That's what we do in the, the Lord's Supper when we gather in worship is we remember and we proclaim the Lord Jesus and we look back in order to gain perspective in the present. Um, Colossians 1.13 reminds us of this deliverance from God. It says, for God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son, that's Jesus, that he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. God has rescued us. He's rescued me. He's rescued you. He is our help. He's demonstrated that time and time again that he is on our side, that he comes alongside of us, and he's our rock. He's our, our fortress, our strength, our deliverer, and our salvation. And tonight's psalm really reminds us to give thanks to God for the things that he has done for us. Not just because God sort of needs our gratitude, that you know, he doesn't just feed off of our compliments, but rather because we need to give gratitude. You see, gratitude is sort of the, the secret weapon of the faithful. Gratitude has the power to change things. I remember growing up in Texas, uh, you know, we went to... We had a number of foreign mission trips just over the border to Mexico. It was very accessible for us. And we had a partner church in Rio Bravo that we would often um, bring things down for them. And we would do work for them. And, you know, these short-term mission trips, it's long been known in youth ministry circles, that maybe we're not able to offer just this, this massive difference, uh, this massive service for the people there. Although sometimes we're able to do some, some great things that they weren't able to do. Um, but that often the bigger benefit comes to those who serve 
to those who, who go. And that there's a benefit to learning how to serve and the benefit of serving. And from encountering people in other cultures and, and learning with how they wrestle with their own faith. And I remember for me, one of the things that always stuck out to me is someone who grew up in an area where we, we had things and have never really wanted for things. And to recognize that in some of these very impoverished areas, they didn't have much of anything. Even what they had wasn't great. And yet I was always amazed at the joy that I saw um, in people's lives and the smiles uh, that they would have and, and to see people worship with such passion for the Lord. And through observing that and through that experience, but also through scripture, just coming to this understanding that gratitude actually has the power to change our circumstances uh, because it changes our focus. It changes our focus from what's going on around us to what God is doing around us. From what we don't have to what we do have and from what we can't do to what God can do. There was a time in my life I went through sort of a journey with anxiety. It's about 10 years ago. And, you know, it's still there, but, uh, you know, had to sort of grapple with it more acutely at that time. And a mentor encouraged me to do this exercise um, that in the mornings when I got into my morning prayers, and it sounds a, a little bit silly, but we, I would do the ABCs of God. So I followed his advice. And that basically I would go through the alphabet and the assignment was to sort of pray these ABCs of God and to remember an attribute of God that corresponds to each letter of the alphabet. And so, uh, you know, God, you're awesome and benevolent and caring and my defender and my everlasting father and you forgive us and you're good and you're holy and so forth, right? And would pray these things and at first it seemed a little forced and trite, but over time it began to sort of sink in. And it shifted my perspective, not only to what, you know, instead of what my limitations are, to what God can do, but it also opened my eyes for what God has done in the past. That I began to connect these attributes of God to ways in which he demonstrated to those, to me, time and time again, in my past experiences and history. And those times that I thought I was alone or under my own power, but really was not, right? And I encourage us all this evening. These evenings are a great opportunity to contemplate and to reflect and to think back. Um, search your memories. Um, you know, with past troubles and hardships, think about those things that were big deals to you in the past. And, and maybe even think six months ago, right? What are those things you were praying for earnestly? What are those things that, you know, were on the top of your mind? But they, they resolved pretty well. Right? It was a close call, but it resolved fairly well, and so it was kind of forgotten about. And you've forgotten that it was a big deal until right now when I asked you to think about it. Think about some of those things, right? We're so quick to move on from one worry to the next, right? But tonight, and, and part of what we do in Lent is we pause and we, we just reflect, but also tonight we remember. We thank God for what he's done in the midst of that situation that you're recalling now. Because he showed up big uh, and he's surely doing it time and time again. He is even doing it now. And so I don't know, you know, what has you worried right now? What has you afraid of being engulfed or swept away or torn or snared? But if God made the heavens, 
and the earth. And if God brought the Israelites through the sea, splitting it on either side, bringing them through on the dry ground, right? If he defeated death and rose again from the dead, and if he can do those things, I bet he can deliver you and he can deliver me from that which we are presently going through and experiencing. And maybe we don't see how he's going to do it. Maybe it doesn't look good right now. Maybe we're like, God, it doesn't even look good for you. Where have you been? And yet, in the midst of that, we say, praise be to the Lord. We borrow the words from the psalm this evening. That's one of the most powerful things the psalms do for us, is they give us the language to articulate back to God those things that he's bestowed upon us. And so we say, praise be to the Lord. And as we do, and as we continue to worship this evening, let the anxiety de-escalate, to, to let the worry come down and to trust that the God of our past has both his present, our present, and our future in his hands. That he is our help, he is our fortress, and he is going ahead of us. He is the one who enters into it in order to be our deliverer. Join me in prayer. God, we thank you that this evening as we come before you, you can recall those words of Psalm 124 to our hearts and minds and lips, that we may be a people of gratitude and praise, and that that may be what changes us from the inside out, that as we embrace the memory of what you have done and that you continue to do those same things, Lord, that we draw strength from that, from knowing that you shield us, know that you, that you pluck us out of the snare, knowing that the flood of worry and anxiety that comes toward us, you rescue us from the waters and give us your peace through faith in Jesus. God, whether we come this evening uh, with tremendous joy or we come with difficulty, Lord, from either spot, we pray the same psalm back. That's one of the things we don't know about the psalmist. Was he praying from a tough spot in life or a good spot? We're not sure, but regardless, the assignment is the same, Lord, that you point us to your faithfulness, that you are by nature faithful, and that all we have to do, as the first song said, is to trust your promises, and that will be enough. Well, Lord, hear our prayer as we continue to pray and let our cry come before you. Almighty God, grant that in the midst of our failures and weaknesses, we may be restored through the passion and intercession of your only begotten Son. Lord, in our mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the light of the world that has shined in the darkness. Guide our footsteps to walk in your light and be freed from the darkness of the evil ones so that we might reflect your light to others who still sit in darkness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being delivered from evil, may live in peace and quietness through Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And church, as we continue in our time of prayer this evening, we now settle in for a few moments to pray along with the Spirit. The Spirit which 
gives us the breath of life. Maybe we can let our breath slow down just a little bit that we may breathe and step with the Spirit as we enter into this time of prayer. And with each prompt that I will give, we'll give three prompts this, this evening and give us time and space around them. We'll reflect and we'll enter into prayer as we feel led. Would you join me? God, we thank you as we enter into this time of just being. To not be defined by what we do or our relationships, but simply by being your child, your son, our daughter in Jesus. God, we come before you to enter into prayer around the psalm that you've put on our hearts and minds this evening. And as we do, we first remember and want to give thanks to you, Lord, especially if we've forgotten to do so until this time, those ways in which you have come through big and answered our prayers that we have prayed in the past. And so, Lord, we now come before you to worship you, by giving you our celebration, our thanks, and our honor for those things that you have rescued us from. Church, take just this moment to express your gratitude to our Lord. step with your spirit and experience the peace of resting in you. We continue to pray, Lord, with those things that are presently in our life, those worries and troubles that we carried in today or which have been below the surface nagging at us or those troubles that we know are on the horizon, Lord. We come before them and give them over to you that if we try to control them, they'll only cause more worry. But as we release them to you, we know that we can trust you with the outcome, which is beyond our ability to control. And so God, as we continue to let time slip and just be focused in the present, we enter into this time of bringing these things before you.
Lord, as we continue to embrace this evening as holy ground, we also recognize that there are others in our lives, relationships with those in our household, our neighborhood. We've been called to those in our workplaces and in our schools. Lord, that you love us, and so you call us to love everyone else created in your image. And so tonight, we ask the question, Lord, of what burden are you calling us to share in the lives of someone around us? And so, Lord, we enter into this time desiring, Lord, that you'd make it clear to us who you're calling us to reach out to, to help, to listen to, or to advocate for. Church, we take a moment to enter in and pray for those around us at this time. God, all of these prayers that we pray, we hand over to you, trusting that you hear and act upon them. And as we conclude our prayer time this evening, we also know that we expand upon it with the words that your son Jesus taught us, these words in the Lord's prayer, which they don't just summarize our prayers, but they really expand upon them because in this short prayer is every desire that you have for us every will of yours for your people. And so church, we stand and we now conclude our time with the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. It's been a pleasure to worship with you this evening. Just a quick reminder, we'll be doing these services throughout the season of Lent, but we also have services on Saturday and Sunday. Really encourage you to join us on the weekend, Saturdays at 5 o'clock or Sundays at 9 uh, we're at 11. It's just a joy to worship together. And we'll be exploring more of Operation 611, where we'll be digging into this week the ideas of faith and love and just what they are and what they mean to us and do for us. So I can't wait to uh, unpack that with you this weekend. And then just a reminder, if you have an offering this evening, if it would be your joy to give, you can uh, deliver those. I think on your way out, we have some offering boxes. And then finally, don't forget to join us in the commons after service. We'd love to share some dessert with you and some stories. And uh, you can ask me why I got held at gunpoint and so forth. But uh, truly, it's been a blessing to be the Church of Jesus this evening with you. And so now receive the blessing of our Lord. May our Lord bless you and keep you. 
May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Depart in peace and serve the Lord.
said I am wise wasn't holding you up so there's nothing I can do to let you down does it take a trophy to make you be more loved than I am right now. Ooh. Going through a storm, but I won't go down. I hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind to call me out. You would cross an ocean, so I wouldn't try. You've never been closer than you
Your love.